0: Hey guys, you're listening to the Bias Brothers Podcast where we give fans a voice. I'm Dave and on this episode we had Sayara and Jonathan to help host the guys from Gentleman FPL, John Renwick and Akil. We got into the schemes of financial fair play and the disparity between big clubs and smaller clubs. Hope you enjoy this episode.
1: People think because
2: somebody play for a club, mean they'll be able to manage it just as well.
0: No, no, I mean, I feel like yes, I saw I mean, shots fired. I don't know. <laughs> no, I that
1: mean, so, yes, that goes no. for each of our clubs, it's yes, or so so
0: no, yes, or no, because it, but you had to have experience. What's what's, yeah. what's Zidane? Zidane going around in Champions League, he went but Zidane had coaching experience before Madrid,
1: exactly.
0: Lampard only had a championship year in Derby. And then we'll yeah. tr- turn into Chelsea. Ole, who he, he managed, Cardiff and got relegated. Oh, press pose. Mm-hmm. Ole used to manage the
3: under-23s when he, after he retired. Yeah, but then he that, went Cardiff. Then he went Mulder. Yeah,
0: but that's no, no, no. the first team. Ole, Ole is the man who made Calona, no? just by the way. I, I don't doubt that at all. But Premier League and Norwegian League, is two different things.
2: Eh? Jonathan
4: is a man you follow?
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
2: well, I just, I mean, I just didn't get
4: up today. I didn't get up
2: today. <laughs> no it but sense, I mean I don't I mean I know they lost that final and thing eh? but I don't think that Oli necessarily could get any real criticism after this season though like I get odds all don't they might just to finish second and even I though it was like 15 points second place was like
1: last so what would we gonna do with second is uh, no but, but I, I, don't wanna, be
0: I don't want to be that guy where United finish second because Everybody
2: else was bad. But, so, no, but, probably, right. I, I could agree with that, right? <laughs> but it. The thing is, right, at the same time, though, we could all probably agree, though, that in terms like, if you had to list managers in the league based on their tactical ability and thing, he probably doesn't even crack the top 10, right? But what he actually does crack the top three in, though, is that he is a fantastic actual manager in terms of keeping everybody on site, keeping our dressing room happy, and keeping Everybody on board with what is ultimately an extremely basic game plan, but keeping everybody happy for all of United losing finals or semifinals, finals. I think, you never really hear about discontentment coming out from the camp. That everybody actually backs out. That's, back the all That's
1: actually one thing the players didn't uh, complain half as much as they did with like Mourinho and other
2: players before. Yeah, I mean, and that kind of unity I could tell it all having an ex player as your coach, I think. That kind of unity that is lie under, player is only last for so long. That could divide a fan base real fast. That could divide your dressing room very fast. And though. we see it with Lampard. We see it with Lampel. Yeah. Yeah. So I think while I am not always the biggest fan when it comes to his tactical ability, I really do believe, though, that man is spin a roulette before a game and they just choose something to try, though. For sure. He is one of the best actual managers, yeah. though, you know? You know, are the truth is, though, when you hear a lot of these coaches talk now, you know, even when Mourinho talks, I think they talk a lot about, like, yes, they are the manager. They are the face of the team, but they have a lot of tacticians behind them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I do think that all oh, it has the manager side down part. Everyone probably has our tacticians. You never know, that. But, like, in real 40, we talk about United, I think, because I actually found that this week was kind of like coming together. of the last couple of years of the fortunes between Chelsea and United. You know, both of them in recent years won a Europa League. You know, um, United won one to get back into the Champions League. Actually, United was not
0: really
2: um, that recent, though.
1: That
2: was spoiled. No, no wow, but wow. let me wow. make the point now, right? So they made the, they win it four years ago, and Chelsea won it two years ago. And both teams were looking to use that as a springboard to get back to the top of European football, you know. And in that time, both of them spent about a similar amount of money. Um, I think both of them have gone through two managers in that time period. And now we come out to the other side of it where it's almost kind of poetic in a sense that now United were back in the Europa League this year, lost the final in the same week that Chelsea were back in the Champions League final and won it now, And I think that speaks a lot about how well not just the teams have progressed, but how well the clubs are running a lot of ways now, well, yeah, you know?
0: I was about to, about to mention that because I see United fans complain a lot about their owners not being ruthless. When Abramovich not satisfied, he cut on the manager. Whereas glazers would hold on and hold on until and that that this this season is kinda of a testament to that.
3: Mm,
0: I don't think so. Um Chelsea and United have two different
3: histories and two different ways of how they run the club, especially in terms of managers, United style has always, historically, going decades and decades back, has been to give managers time. Chelsea, no, we can clearly see that Chelsea will chop and change. That's just the style. That's just how it works for them. United do build success like that, clearly, as we could see from going between Moyes to Van Gaal to Mourinho in short periods of time. Well,
0: Kurt, my follow on, Kurt, my follow Ferguson. Had say in board meetings, no? Nah. Ferguson no. only probably now starting to get influence
3: because Ole probably insists on it. I could tell you that for a fact. When he had now retired, he was just like, it did just create like a ceremonial position for him, basically, that he was just there and that was the position just to keep him in the club. But, and he was going through health issues and all that. But only now, really, he probably signed come comeback into the fold in terms of. Making decisions and having an impact on certain things.
0: No, yeah, good, that's a good that good point to, um, what John made in um, the sense that the teams progress, but United progress kind of slower than Chelsea. Because even though United went one step ahead in the league, finished from two to second, in terms of true please kind of seem to.
2: No, and I think like in terms of the squad
0: too, the a lot of... <laughs>
4: I
1: think,
2: it's nice say, so it's it's I think they are even similarities in terms of like where the squad is. Because, like if you all remember, after they won the Europa League, um, they went looking for a DM to partner Pogba. They're still looking for a long term DM, they went looking for a striker that somebody they went and got Lukaku. Now they signed Cavani, but there is a lot of talk about the long-term vision for that position. Um, they weren't looking for a centre-back partner that summer. They still are looking for a centre-back partner now. You know, there's a lot of similar squad gaps in, in the team that were present even then. And whereas with Chelsea, now, like I know people will watch the 80 million dollar price sale and Havertz and watchful and everything, but for the most part, Chelsea, like City, don't get signings wrong. They don't get signed. Like you well, can even have. Well, a- since Marina,
0: came Marina, we don't get signed. Correct. Started-
2: Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough, yeah. right? But they even the flops still produce something to the extent that they even produce money. Like for for those who are, are like are more casual viewers, I don't follow Chelsea, I think Chelsea got 51 million from Rata last year. A lot of people deemed him a flop. He literally paid for Werner. Yep. You know. And, and the way that Chelsea are run, the way City are run, the way that even Leicester are run with less money, uh, examples of how modern day clubs need to be running, you know? And the sad truth is, is that clubs like Arsenal, clubs like Man United, are falling behind the curve in those respects because of a lot of ways that they're keeping from, you know, how they used to be run long time. And it's kind of ironic that those were the two teams that were dominant at the early 2000s and now they look well, not so much United. Definitely Arsenal. But uh, look to, you know, be moving away from that dominance. United still in our it, but you still feel like if United were run a lot better off-field, than on-field, it would have reflected. Because not for lack like of talent, you know, being real, for all the fight-down men, there's one fight out punk, but I think he had an excellent season. I think he was fantastic, for the most part, post-COVID, when he got the covid when he played, though, Bruno, one of the best players in the league. Cavani, one of the best strikers in the league. Um, Maguire, for all the meme he mimi is, was one of the best setbacks in the league. Yeah. Juan Basaka, Kiatak, one of the best defensive fullbacks in the league. There's a lot of good core there, but yeah, it still doesn't feel like if they finish second, but they don't feel like they can compete for the title yet. And that, to me, speaks to more about the squad building than anything else. And the, the development of the club. Yeah,
3: squad and transfers, for sure. I think in recent times, Chelsea and City... Get the, not only get the chances right, but they cash you on know, men at yeah,
2: the appropriate time,
4: mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
2: and, and that is that's why the club is run well, you know. Like, like, for a personal example, right, dog, when we lost the European final that year, uh, Lacazette got like 20 something goals in the all, Cup. here, shells 15. I said something like that. Barcelona was rumored that they wanted to pay 65 million for him, dog. and then we decided to turn that down. A good squad, a good club understands that you have an unbalanced squad, you have two shy girls in the club. You can't make a profit on when you sell them. That is what a club like Chelsea would do. That's like, or a club like City would do. The Arsenal holding on to this man for too long. Martial has been uh, a false start in his career for how much years now? How long now? United should have probably done cut ties or just started something new with somebody else, but they're still holding on to him while losing market value. That is not a well run club. Chelsea they are both in the final, yes, because they have great coaches, they have great players. But those things are a product of them being the two best-run clubs in England and two best best-run clubs in Europe.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, yeah, it, that, it just comes down to, to the regional of ownership, basically. Because in United case, in, I extend to Liverpool case, too. Well, not Liverpool, but more United. You see, as I say, stagnant ownership where the China do the same thing that worked 20 years ago. And it, it just can't work. It just can Um, work. 25th, 2016, Chelsea had Enimalo as the, the um, director, I can't remember, the exact director of or something like that. And Enimalo made terrible science. He made Jilabodji, who probably like 21 seconds in his Chelsea career. <laughs> he had Baba Ramon, who was terrible. We signed Begovic who last two years in the club. about drink water? Let's we see, signed drink water. It.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Never
0: sweat yet. Like, we ha- that's, that period in time, we just had, te- we signed Pato, Cow. These terrible, Iguai, Well, Marina signed Iguain, but Iguain wasn't that bad still. But under Enamalo, we signed terrible people. And that is why Abramovic, again, ruthless, got rid of Enamalo and brought to Marina as um, director of transfers and director of football, I think, in the whole club. And that, that just come to show vision or leadership in the owners. The owners see something, they have a vision and they bring people to execute that vision. Same thing in city kids. Um, Sheikh Mansour, 10, 10, about 10, 12 years ago, had a vision. And built in the City Football Corporation. City is the first football club to have different franchises all across the world. We see now with the Red Bull yeah. franchise having Red Bull yeah. franchises all over the world. But that franchise system is what really bringing in the money for City to hire big managers like Pep and bringing big managers, big, bring big players and things. That is what yeah. really causing, that was really make City the club they are today. It's not winning the Premier League in 2012. It's not winning the Premier League in 2014. Not winning the FA Cup in 2011. That that was just products of the owner's system and the owner's plan.
3: You know, if I want to be real negative, I could also say City get away with real things on the financial side too. I agree. It, I agree, it wasn't I really
0: even supposed to be
4: in Champions League this year. I,
3: I, I, I disagree
4: with that. I disagree with that. Here's why, right. <laughs> um, when you look at Manchester United... When they, when they grew their club Did they, they have these PFA rules And all these other of Things for people to well,
0: grow Financial play. play wasn't in play at that point what Because it had no
4: reason it. to be No it had no. They, they, here's, what I, here's what I think that PFA thing is Right, You have clubs like Manchester United, Real Madrid Juventus Grain into what they are today With no rules financially They could have buy who they want Bring in who they want XYZ Manchester City, they start to do something. a big PSG too. And then they're they, they saying, hey, you, you see, you, you start to,
0: to, to get... No, nah, I think,
4: fine. FFP, actually came, FFP, and FFP,
0: FFP actually came in. FFP actually came after Abramovich. Because you see, yeah. a- Abramovich come in and spend all this money on a club and say, okay, we're going to put the system in place. You can yes. spend more money on it. Now, that, is, that, that is my
4: point. They, 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 they want clubs to grow, quote-unquote, organically. And when, when, when you watch how big clubs are the way they are. They didn't grow organically. Money, money was pumped in and they, they they get the players they want and they are big club today. So mm, I understand nah. the PFA the PFA thing, but I find it's like a hole on sub clubs. Right? And that's why, yeah, they, 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 yes, they, they, they get through with court and they're not supposed to play in Champions League. Yes, with the PFA rules now, but I find sometimes they should allow clubs to do what Manchester United, Juventus and Real Madrid did in the past so that they could be as good as those clubs
0: now. But at the same time, when, when United was, for the most part, always was an organic club. Most of the mm-hmm. players always came from the academy. Almost all the time. If, if you, you look are- back at United, it's really like straight back
3: to Munich. Disaster, and think United rebuild their club with just local English-British people. And even when they come up to free, class of 92... Like, majority them men... Majority was the academy players. And they bill everything. And I wouldn't go as far to say as it had no financial rules before. I mean, I'm sure it had... had um, but so not, at, rules yeah, not at this level. Not to the that, level,
4: but yeah. it wasn't like a carte blanche the way it went. So, question. You all think if you had the rules how they had it in the past... I mean, obviously, they are not are not going back quite, quite in the past, right? Like, you just say 2000 and, 2000 and up, right? You see, in clubs green growing to an extent with all these with all these stringent, stringent rules. And like me just say you're gonna form a club now. To to be at that level, I find it almost virtually impossible because they want you to grow quote unquote organically when you know you could just pump money into a club and reach that that level way faster. And I I I still think Manchester United to extent Real Madrid, Juventus, that is how they, they are big the way they are now. You know? So I mean Part of that, too,
3: is modern football. Like, City, Chelsea, PSG. These, they have owners. The owners is the one who make the club rich. When you look at United, United historically, they get their money from purely the football side of it. Like, purely football, commercial, everything to linked to the football. It's not external. Trust me. The Glaciers are putting no money into United. I'm sucking money out. So, I think it's just the modern environment that have all these rules coming in play where you have these huge owners pumping money from non-football sources into a, a football club, a football um, base that they forced the UEFA and whoever to have these rules to control um, that kind of situation so that football could basically
2: still exist and wouldn't end up with a Super League. But I mean, to our extent... You see the thing is though, in a large way though, FFP is a is a fast now. Because the truth is though, is that what I have learned as a man who supports a club that spent years and suffered for it from when we were at the peak of football, that spent years listening to these rules and things, that, that it is way better to break your rules, take your fine, take your 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 for man, whatever, whatever, but get who you want to get inside of because it, it genuinely doesn't matter. Atletico Madrid got a transfer band. They have two titles in the last seven years though. Chelsea got a transfer band. Hello, we talk about the European champions. Man city were in court. They got nothing. They got feet to slap on the wrist. Barca and Real Madrid both got transfer bans in the midst of winning Champions League. And if you had to ask them if it dog if it worth it. Missing a transfer window, and I would pay in a two million, a twenty million, a fifty million, whatever it is, for it to be winning the Champions League, get all the players they wanted in one window. Then it doesn't matter though. FFP is a fast though, because though if they actually wanted to be taken seriously, then they should have used Man City as an example though. ban them though, ban them. Tell them come out the competition though. You know, because unless you do something that serious, then nobody is going to respect your rules though. United, Arsenal, Liverpool, these clubs have spent years listening to these rules. And what do they have to benefit? Liverpool had two years of success in the last 15 years where they won the league and the Champions League, Simon see United spent the last eight years trying to catch up. Arsenal tried to catch up about 18 years now. You know, dog? It has, dog there is no value in, in paying attention to the rules, dog. And at the same time, too, a lot of what FFP does is not so much regulate spending, but it... To say it harshly is to allow who are top clubs to stay top clubs. I That's what it's supposed to do. I fully agree to, that. It's supposed to stop if I want if I rail bowling a manifesto that, that I could go buy Newcastle, <laughs> I can't go and decide I want to go buy Coutinho and mbappe and thing. Yeah. You know, and because... I find to some extent that wrong. Though. So you're telling me small clubs have to stay small clubs and unless. They hit it big and the academy come real bad and I can sell all my academy players for 50 million. I can't have no money though. I find a large extent that wrong. Outer,
0: out of curiosity. It... Yeah, go ahead, Out
3: of curiosity, what would what would you say was the purpose of of implementing those stricter rules that Man City kind of fell victim to? If it's still going to be the same way, if clubs still going to push that to go get it transfer bands or whatever bands take the fines and still get any
2: players no this is my point it has there is no point though there, there is no yes. purpose FFP though they it it is
4: when you watch the structure the ffp i mean i don't know exactly exactly but i remember doing some research on it it's like when the owner invests there's come like a loss and you have to make back the owner investments and then it have sponsorship that you could come on and then how much tickets you sell that's supposed to go worse to investment, but it's a kind so, of structure where it kind of reverses and it's almost kind of hard for smaller clubs to get big. And so for I the last that, two years,
2: like, for the last two years, FFP rules have been relaxed due to uh the COVID situation in the world. So they kind of relax the FFP rules that uh, if owners want to help, they can help, right? But before that, across a three-year period, you're supposed to even out your, your earnings and your losses, right? Mm-hmm. And your your owner is allowed to inflate your earnings by 30 percent after that you're subjected to penalties so if you go beyond the 30 percent so you go like 35 is a small penalty 40 is a slightly larger and, and it goes up depending on how much more the owner inflates your revenue buying so your owner mm-hmm. still a lot input but though, when you think about inflating 30 percent for a club again like newcastle and i using them because they were almost bought over last year so 30 percent not doing much for them though yeah, Rumor this year is that their transfer budget is 12 million pre sales. 12 million. <laughs> what are they supposed to do? Like, and we are talking about exactly. And we talk about they just had Joe Willock on loan, what a good season, I think. And this one now talking about that he was 60 million for Tammy. Dog Joe will just scored seven goals in a Premier League. Dog, I would expect 30 35 million for our English youngster, homegrown, all of that. They can't even afford him on their budget alone, dog. How they supposed to? If they can't even buy a rotation player for the 8 place squad, then how they supposed to? As a team that used to compete for top four, how they supposed to get back up there? Mm. Uh, all FFP does is try to keep is keep teams on. I keep the big ones, keep them up there now. But.
3: Look, let me make two points here. Um,
2: I'm just going to use Chelsea
3: as the example because there's the one that comes to mind. But Scala, correct me if I'm wrong. When Chelsea had the transfer ban, when 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 was it actually um, in place? 20, it was the year that... 20, I remember the Russian on by Pulisic. So, yeah, 2019.
0: 2019
3: yeah. Chelsea so, haven't won the league since 2017. 17. Now, just speculating here. Let me say Chelsea do get that transfer ban. They actually have that summer to bring in who they want. And they do have to go the next summer, which was the summer pass, and overcompensate.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Maybe if it was spread out more evenly and Chelsea had that summer to bring in who they wanted. Maybe, I just seen, they're speculating. They make a better push for the Premier League. So I think maybe that's, that's maybe part of the idea in, of FFP in that you're punishing big clubs and taking away the transfers and finding them and saying, because we're punishing it this way, you won't be able to achieve what you want or what you think. Kind you're of delaying them. The, point yeah. on delay, yeah. the second one I want to make is in terms of, not top clubs buying uh, players and recruitment and the money. There was something interesting I was reading on Twitter about Brentford, which is the the third team who win the playoff final Mm. um, coming into the Premier League. Um, I haven't watched the film Moneyball, but apparently they're using whatever is the philosophy behind Moneyball and XG, which is expected goals. And there was a list of the players that they bought, the amounts they bought them for, and the amounts they sold them for. And I couldn't, I really, really couldn't believe. They, they had men like Mopey and um, Ollie Watkins and these kind of men. Buy them for like 1-2 million and sell them for like 30-40 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And using that money and investing it back into the club, into the structure. And I think they were from League One or something. I think it's mm-hmm. the first time since probably over 100 years, um, probably more, that they in the Premier League now. This is uh, the, the,
2: yeah. Yeah. the first time ever in the Premier
0: League.
2: Yeah, and it's the first time in like 70 years, something like that, that they've been in the top flight. Though.
0: Yeah, so, so I mean, all that to
3: say, always, um, there's so different what, methods. You there's yeah. yeah.
4: say? You always say? Is the first time, you know, imagine if you had inject money into, into Brentford. You think they would have taken so long?
3: Well, I mean, the big money only come in in the history of football relatively recently. You can say in the last few decades or so.
2: No, but that is comparative to what we are in now. Remember, big money would have been in football before, but it wouldn't before. have been... A billion, it would be whatever was comparative at the time now, boy. but the yeah. next thing too is right though, is that you say in Brentford. And the thing is, though, I have been watching Brentford since last year because I, I heard this rumor that they don't miss the chance for window as well. Though. Like all the shikers is real work call Like Ivan Tony set the record this year for most goals in the championship ever. And the thing is, though, you see that it worked to them, and it has worked to an extent. But then now they're going to come the Premier League. And while the disparity between a championship club and the bottom six in the Premier League might not be that big, though that disparity from when you go from the top tops, the big six, rather, not the top six, but the big six in spending to the rest of the league is massive, though. Leicester trying to claw back that disparity for years now, though, and yet two, they still manage to finish outside the top four, though. They still manage to finish Well, outside, I mean, outside, if you before. ask me,
3: there's more management than squad, but...
2: And, and, and injuries, mm-hmm. but it's injuries because they can never deal with their injuries because they can never have a big enough squad with the quality required now, You know, look how James Justin get injured, dog, and they literally had to change their entire shape because of one injury, dog. You know, compared to like City, dog. If 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 oh God, who boy? If anybody get injured, if Maris get injured, but now it's all there. Uh, uh, don't matter. City's a don't matter. Case. Them are all right, forget City, dog. They Arsenal they and all dog. Oh. Arsenal who are not that good, Dog, Arsenal who not even that good, Dog, If Saka get injured, we have Pepe, Dog, um, Man United, Dog, if, if Rashford get injured, you have Martial, But it's still, while, yes, these men are obviously you not know, that's consistent, that is the starters, Dog, You don't have to go and change the whole side for these men. Dog, these men get one injury, and all of a sudden, it had to change the whole system, though. Vardy had get injured, and yeah, Ian Acho come good. But we all have been watching football here. We know Ian Acho has not been coming this good all the time. This has been, it just happened at the same time, you know?
1: I think about this in the case of wolves as well. I feel like if, if Wolves didn't get an injury early on, they exactly could have
2: been very exactly they're gonna the season. Exactly, these clubs get one or two injuries, and all of a sudden, it is massive, dog. It Madison had a injury in season two, though. You know, these big clubs just get injuries, and it affects their ability to compete for the title. But their floor is the top four, top six now, boy. These middle-sized clubs get injuries. And then the floor is becoming all kind of eight, tens. Wolves come 30. Wolves lose one man. Yeah. Wolves lose Raul right, and they come 30 something in the league. Yeah. You know though no? So I, that is where the disparity comes in. And not just they starting level one, though. Look at Grealish. Though. Grealish get injured. Aston Villa was a kid. Sure, they to get top six, though. And then all of a sudden, they just fall apart. They couldn't get wins for months, though. For months, though. You know? That is where the disparity they show now, boy. Both in starting level quality, depth in quality, um, quality of manager that you can bring in. And above all, which unfortunately, why they shouldn't be like this soccer, we love this sport. Well, above all, the ability to pay these men too. The ability to give these men the money that they're really asking for. So Rashford is 22 years old, 23 years old, and he's on a bigger contract yeah. than, than most professionals uh, at 250000 a week. You know what I can do with our money, though? You know, you know, you know, you know you get what I see? You know, Rashford has that at play as a young star who got rewarded for coverage through the economy. He isn't even in his peak yet. So, what is he going to get at his peak, dog? He's going to get 350000 He's going to get 400000 You know? I feel
3: like we will end back to, to some points I was making when we had covered the Super League because
4: Ooh, yeah, like, boy. you're Three. saying,
3: like, you want to see the, the smaller clubs you know, have the same advantages at the big clubs that the big clubs should be running, everything. And my thing was at least with the when they had the Super League, like everybody knew like it was about money. And there's the big clubs and we pumping money and we making money. Right yeah. now, how the structure is now, people still have this we still halfway in between, well, it's football and everybody what a dream and then but men had to get paid and the wages is this much and everybody want to make this much. So no.
2: I agree with what you're saying, Jonathan, a lot, though. And the thing is, I think the reality of the football we are living now is that we are living in an illusion that these smaller clubs will come up and meet the big side. So. Now, what the Super League would have done is erase the possibility. But right now, we live entertaining the possibility. Like how many times Champions League, every year, I have pop-up at Atlanta, uh, Atlanta pop-up, a uh, Porto, make quarter. So. And while us as a neutral watching that, and somebody will say, well, done. A small side is popping up every year, ting, ting, ting. But though, when you want ask these small clubs though, they're doing it once every 10, 15 years. You think they want that? They were it sustained. But they can't get it now, boy, and that is the disparity at the end of the day now, boy. So you think um, without FFP, the gap between smaller clubs and bigger clubs would be smaller? I think it is possible, granted, that they are owners that will intend less. Like, I, I think that, apparently, last year when the chic wanted to invest into Newcastle, apparently, the top six they block stopped him. them. Yeah, they blocked him, dog. Yeah, they you know, yeah, and- Them keeping the money in
4: England. <laughs> they don't want nobody else getting money.
2: Is what no, but dog, <laughs> at the same time, dog, UEFA not backwards, dog. The whole <laughs> argument that the ESL had, too, was that UEFA are hoarding money. That is rightfully the club's own, dog. You know? you know, how it is? Oh, it's for the
4: money, money,
1: for the money. You're going to kill this foot. so these 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 leagues are not doing it for the money.
2: Exactly <laughs> that. Sudden, how it is that when Paris call out UEFA and said that y'all are holding one billion dollars, that is rightfully clubs. One all of a sudden they didn't have that money before at you all, know, but all of a sudden the money is there. All of a sudden he admit that yes, we have money because that's how they get the English clubs to come back. Mm-hmm. they told the English clubs that we will give you more incentives so how it is all of a sudden when you're under track, the money is there but you're telling me or you're telling me dog that last year and I know I ranted I okay, got sorry about that eh? but uh, last year Leon made the semi-finals of the Champions League dog right and now this, this last no the semis they beat Man City in the quarters they, they reached the semis and lost uh, uh, lost uh Bayern. Bayern, yeah. Bayern yeah yeah, yeah. They reached really semi-finals of the Champions League, though. And yet, the following season, they were in financial trouble. Now, they can't afford to get Memphis on a new contract. They had to sell our who's a world-class young talent, at 20 million, to stay afloat. How it is that you are finishing semi-finals in what's supposed to be Europe's premier competition, and you're not getting any money to sustain yourself, though? Mm. So what's the point? What's the That's point, What's the point, though? And for what at all the wrong that like, it had wrong with the ESL, trust me, it had plenty wrong. You know? At least there was upfront about the money each person was getting. And the same thing uh, yeah, I yeah, th- I thought it was 50 50, to be honest. I, no, dog, so as year. a hostile fan, I tell people I do More agree with the concept of it, boy, but I can't just turn up my nose at. I was just talking about how FFP is a farce and that kind of thing. That as a man who supports a club that supports that follow the rules for how much he is and then benefit from it, how all of a sudden I get us student blindly and say I don't want the alternative. You know? I'm well, okay.
3: curious about how like under the hypothetical of of like say no financial restrictions, right? I definitely mm-hmm. see keeping the smaller clubs afloat, but you do think that would that would bolster the the higher clubs already have this huge influx of money.
2: You see, the thing is, like I say, I think right now we live in an illusion that 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 gap could be closed. I think every time that we think the gap getting closed, the big clubs will just keep moving the goalposts for the along. the You know, I keep I making it hard. It, it I don't think so either. Yeah. Then it, the league
1: will not be the same. It
0: you see, I think
3: good. we have to be careful with um thinking that no FFP is a good thing too because what could possibly happen is you have a set of rich largely probably foreign owners coming yeah. into clubs and mismanaging the club I mean Leeds is a good example Leeds from the early 2000s was correct. making Champions League semi-finals money was conventional Leeds and mismanagement and the whole thing just crumble and you almost lose a whole club a whole story but
4: the other watch to eh? just to add um I find at the end of the day this is a business and there is risk you could go and buy XYZ and lose at the same time to eh? a massive loss so it is it's not like we spend a set of money and we're gonna get through you could lose so it's really we should make it more free market than this set of rules with the FFP
2: because I find so, this, this idea we could grow organically again it, it nah Exactly, and the thing is, is not, as Jonathan rightfully said, it's not like having no FFPs, he ain't it. But it's having an FFP that people actually feel like there's value in listening to. That when you break the rules, there is actual substantial punishment. Because as we have seen, as, as I pointed out earlier, a lot of clubs break the rules and they benefit, for it in the, short, in the long term, for a short term, a, a short term, I little fine, a little chat dog. No. Barca went and signed Suarez Rakitic, some defender who are carrying off the top of my head and somebody else to make that side where it was to the travel They got banned after. All well, if you them care dog at that point, after they win the sex double, again, if you they care dog, they're no business dog. I don't feel do... like the
1: rules put in place for this very purpose. Like everything is yeah. real, everything revolves around money. So if they know that Lama up puts a bunch of rules that only going to affect big clubs. Small clubs have nothing to do with it, they went here it because they have no money for us to begin with. So, I know at the end of the day that these big clubs don't mind passing me a little 20 mil just to get the mm. players they want, they don't mind paying mm-hmm. that fee because they know they need to do what they need to do to stay afloat. So, as I mm. say, I mean, like, as all of us actually said, it is all about the money at the end of the day. so like we might be thinking, okay, what they could do to revise the rules to make it fair to everybody, but that is not their agenda. Their agenda is to keep it so that they can the follow the money they're getting from it. It was never and, really about closing the gap the gap for them. It was about them getting more money but trying to seem fair.
2: And the thing is when they took my city to the court, that was the only time I felt like thought maybe we forgot to me, yeah. Final. I was
1: like, Okay, exactly. they if they go into court, something might actually come out of this, but then
2: and in the nothing. end, there was nothing still. Alive. And I actually yeah. think the fact that nothing came out of it is why clubs like Real Madrid, City, mm-hmm. they felt like they could hop with this ESL. That they felt like they had the power yeah. at that point.
1: point. I think that court thing was a joke. I think that was just them coming together with City and saying, here, we are going to make a scene on a little court clothes, come mm-hmm. out, Right, lovely people a little bit. And nothing came out of it. Because look how long the court case actually take to escalate right. into something. And all right. All right. I see even hear what's going on with it. That was never a serious thing.
4: But mm-hmm. uh, to add to the court thing, I, I think um, the, the issue with Man City was, uh, I can't, remember, I can't remember, I did research a long time ago, was something with the Etihad and something with his brother owning another, something similar, and his brother funding, he used his brother funding with the with the company he had and run it through the Etihad and you shouldn't have relatives, some craziness like yeah, that. But I, I think it was, like a, that land,
0: yeah. it was yeah. something
4: like, a, we don't know if it's wrong or right, kind of. It was like, hey, hey, city is clearly wrong. It was wrong. only based on fraud,
1: it. but they, was, they wasn't sure if they could call it fraud. It was yeah,
4: something yeah. like so, that. It, it's not like city was clearly like wrong and they didn't do nothing. It was, it was, you know, it's semi-debatable. <laughs> so. It's just for
1: money. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I tried to, get, I tried to get slip me a little money. money. <laughs> and I guess that's just feel a little propaganda on their behalf, and I say, yeah, no, you, if it's weak, them, them, them have men meal? doing nothing.
1: Will
2: no one no, uh, Jonathan, you say that, dog. Every, and uh, this is why I stop listening to ESPN and I think, I generally just listen to these big podcasts and I think, dog, and I just feel like them as pencil pushers for these, these competitions, dog, okay. that them don't ever speak out, dog, ever, dog. Um, okay. Are we here? Why are we not on TV?
1: <laughs> them' getting paid to, to push the agenda. we not getting paid to do that. We're out here bashing them for free.
0: Uh, well, uh, right. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. all right too. Uh, we, we have our, um the FPL team with us today, guys. Tell us where we could find. What we could find.
4: Yeah, you know, we hey, well, gentlemen, Fantasy Premier League. You could find us at at gentleman underscore FPL. Gentlemen underscore FPL, Gentlemen's Fancy Premier League. We're running our next one this season.
2: So big up. I'm John Quick. We gotta run up
1: in that gentleman so you can show him Amazon. Yeah?
0: John, corner, corner flag talk quick.
2: Yeah, you know, you can find CornerFlag on all major streaming and social platforms at corner flag talk.
0: All right, it was nice, guys. Thanks for listening.